Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to the Tossing Clubs podcast. This is Zach. I'm here with Aaron. Frank is out again this week. He'll be back next week, but he is uh, still continuing on during his honeymoon. How are things, Aaron? Pretty good. Um, You know, we still... He's still on that same vacation that we never approved, so you know it's it's hard work to hold down the fort here. But I think we're making it happen. It's quite a long vacation, two weeks. It really is. That's two whole episodes. I know. Well, thankfully he'll be back next week, and we have a pretty exciting episode next week. Already kind of given a little bit of a preview, but Masters Week, bringing on a special guest. Not going to share the guest quite yet, but. I mean, biggest week of the golf year. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, lately this this past week with the match play has been pretty exciting for me because like it coincides with March Madness. But I mean, you can't beat the Masters. Did you bet at all on the match play? I know a lot of people were doing like their own brackets. I no, I didn't. I just did March Madness this year. Okay, man, March Madness, what a disaster <laughs> for brackets. Oh my god, I mean, yeah, Final Four for like the most random teams ever. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty crazy. Like this is the type of stuff that I really like, but it's just so unpredictable. Like everyone's bracket is busted. Yeah. Except for I, I, randomly, a bunch of my coworkers picked uh, San Diego State, mm. so they're feeling great and they're pretty much gonna win everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had like one team in the Elite Eight, and it was pretty sad. But <laughs> anyway, um, so today's episode we. Always strive to play really good golf, but can never quite figure out why we're playing really good golf. So I thought we'd take an episode and kind of think about, you know, our best rounds ever, why they happen, what were we doing right, what were we doing wrong, like, how did we prepare for these rounds, basically just trying to dissect what makes makes us play really good golf, and hopefully at the end of this we can take away some things, and, and hopefully our listeners can learn some stuff as well, but... I guess to start, maybe just like a quick background uh, for maybe new listeners, like what our handicaps are and what our best rounds ever were. And then we can kind of hop into, I'm thinking we split up this episode a little bit on like preparation, like what happened before the rounds and then what happened like actually within the round. But um, Aaron, I'll let you kick off a little bit, just like handicap. When was your best round ever? Yeah, so handicap is I'm confidently a single-digit handicap. Right now I'm sitting at like 5.8 because this best round happened in my past 20 rounds. So that is skewing it a little bit. I don't feel like I always play to like a 5.8. but that is low. I know because this is like my PR happened and it is like, by far my best round like my second best is not even close so before this my best round was i think a 76 and then i shot a 72 at presidio towards the end of last year which was crazy like it's so hard to you know you can shoot 80 
81, 82. It's so hard to get to that 79 point, and then it's so hard to get down to like 78, 77, and then boom, I just hit 72 out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, that's, I, I, but I guess that's like what makes golf exciting. Like sometimes it just all comes together and you have a round like that and you're just never going to forget it. So that's where I'm at. And that's like exactly what we're trying to like figure out is like, why did that 72 happen? Like what was going on that particular day out of any other, other day? Like, how can you put it all together more often? I don't think there actually is a secret sauce to this stuff, but we're going to do our best to try to figure it out. Um, for me, I am sitting at about a nine handicap at the moment. Uh, best round that is, I think, still on. Actually, it probably just fell off my, my handicap tracker. It wasn't in the last 20, but a 78 last year at Gamble Sands was probably the most recent really strong round I had. Um, before that, best round ever was a 73, a one over par down at a course in Carmel. That's actually gone now. They tore it up and turned it into a like a hiking uh, place. But Rancho Cañada, it was like kind of like where our central coast championships basically our local league golf tournament back in high school they took place at this course we played a plenty of rounds there but shot a 73 a one over that was the best round ever but i'm going to draw on both of those experiences to try to figure out how the hell i did it and man it's like it's like i can't i don't play well anymore like it's hard for me to break 80 still and i don't know maybe i'm just not approaching it in the right way not approaching it in the way that i did last year or back in high school so um we'll see but to talk about your round at presidio i know you kind of you 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 talk about it as it was a bit of like a fluke like out of nowhere but were you playing well leading up to this round like was there something about that? Like you, were you practicing a lot? Did you have a different mindset? Like what was going on in your golf game before this golf round? I was definitely practicing a lot. I the way that my work schedule was working out, and the way and it was summer, um, or it was like towards the end of summer, so I had had plenty of time. Like as you and Frank know, like the most golf I get to play is like after work on weekdays. So I was getting to play a lot. Um, I was getting to hit the range a lot and I did play Presidio like the where Presidio is located and what you know my schedule was at the time Presidio was like the closest golf course so I was just going there a lot and I got like the membership program they have there so I could get you know whatever a couple bucks off here and there and so I was, I think I had played that course. I think that was the second time I played it that week. And maybe like the, it was either the second or the third time, like that month. So that was actually one thing that I feel like helped me a lot is like course familiarity. I was just like cruising and, you know, thinking back on it, reading the greens and everything, like I kind of knew what the putts were going to do more or less. So... I think that's something that helps a lot. Did you, like, when you, before you start around, like, what's your mindset? Do you go out there and, like, I have a goal, like, I'm trying to shoot, you know, even par, I'm trying to break 80, or do you go out there with very little expectation and you're kind of like, whatever goes, goes, like, I don't want to put a bunch of pressure on myself? It kind of depends, but usually it's like, whatever goes, goes. 
like usually I kind of know the range I'm going to score in a, a lot of times, like, especially if I'm playing with friends, like the goal is to have a good time. Or if we're playing like some nice course, like you mentioned Gamble Sands, uh, any of those golf trips we've done, like the goal is more to like enjoy the course, play as well as possible. But I, I don't always have like a number that I'm like hard pressed on beating. Yeah. I mean, going into this round, I had no, like, I actually didn't even know I shot 72 until I added it up at the end. So, like, you, that was how little I was really paying attention to, like, my score overall. So, I, in my experience, my best rounds ever, and not just the two I mentioned, but just, like, overall, it's when I go in and I have zero expectation. Like, I don't really care what I'm going to shoot. I just go out there and buy, like, hole nine, by by the back nine. I really don't even know what my score is. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shoot, like, this is a pretty good round. Like, I can focus for the back nine. But it's always the rounds where I'm doing the opposite, where I'm like, okay, I have to shoot 75 today. You know, I have to make two birdies. I have to make, like, 10 pars, whatever it is, where I'm like, I need to shoot this score that I just have awful rounds. And so it's almost like tricking myself going into golf rounds nowadays, being like, I really don't care. I mean, I deep down I do, but like I need to go in with this mindset of like, hey, just like swing away, swing hard, see what happens. And then that's usually when when I put in my, my better golf rounds. Yeah, totally. It's like how people play better or swing better on the range than on the course because there's just, you know, it doesn't, you're swinging, there's no like, you know, if you hit a bad shot, whatever, it doesn't matter. So you don't have any of that pressure. And if you find a way to just completely remove that pressure on the golf course, like you could, I don't know, mentally you're just freed up. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And now I'm going to walk back a little bit what, I've, what I'm saying because now I'm thinking about the two rounds that I mentioned and it's like Gamble Sands last year. I think I did go in with like very little expectation. It was like, I don't know this golf course, first time playing it. Let's just go out there and try to hit fairways, try to hit greens. And so I was probably less cared about carry uh less interested in my score um but i would say i was taking it pretty seriously just because like it was our our boys trip we're out in like eastern washington wanted to play well um i think for me on that particular day like uh the instead of score the thing that i was really focused on was just finding one shot like off the tee to like make it in the fairway. And so I remember I was on the driving range before the round and my preparation on that particular day was I'm just going to hit a big old slice, like a big old cut on every single hole. And so, yeah, I guess it was less about score and more. I was just like, I'm focused on like one thing. Let me just like try to do this one swing thought the entire round. And that like turned out pretty well with me. Like for me, I was like less nervous on tees. Oh, I actually hit three wood on every, on every hole that round, no driver. Uh, and that was like my one thing going into the round was, um, let's just try to hit a big cut. So I don't know if that like really aligns with what I was saying on no expectations, but maybe it was kind of just like shifting focus away from score and focusing on something else, which was just like my swing for the day. Yeah. Well, I think that focus thing is huge because thinking back on my round too, like I had usually when I'm playing, I have like a million swing thoughts or at least like, you know, three or four. But that day I had kind of I, I was just like on my way there after work and I was kind of thinking about something in my swing and I was like, I'm just going to think about this and whatever. I, I don't think I even hit the range before. So like I was just thinking about one thing and that was all I thought about on basically every swing. And it was just so consistent. Like it, 
I, I don't know how to explain it, but when, when you're just focused on one thing, I, I guess it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. It's like a weird, you're like focused, but you also just like, yeah, you're not distracted by all the other, other things that could happen on a golf course. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, if you're thinking about thinking about score, thinking about like eight different things in the golf swing, thinking about all the different hazards on the course, that's when I get into trouble. Um, but yeah, if you can kind of just like narrow in on, Hey, I just want to like keep my left arm a little bit higher in the backswing. And that's like your one swing thought then like, Hey, maybe it'll, maybe it'll work out. But so your round at Presidio, like when was it in the round? Like, did your swing feel good? Like a first tee? Did you kind of find it out there? Like, were you grooving it all day? Was it like, did it feel any different when you're out on the golf course? It was very like front nine, back nine. Um, front nine, I made three birdies and I think one bogey. And then back nine was one birdie and three bogeys, I think. So I think it just flipped. But um, it was, it was my mental state was in like i was playing i was relaxed at some point i was like making birdies i made a birdie on eight and nine back to back and i was like wow like i think this is a pretty good round like i hope i can keep this up and then i started making some bogeys and it felt like i was just hanging on and i i wasn't hitting it as good but i was keeping the ball in play i was i was getting you know hitting greens in regulation still. So it was it was more of the feeling of like I started off hot and then it was just could I just maintain it well enough to just have a good round, not have any blow-up holes or anything. That's a lot of birdies. That's a solid front nine too. I actually didn't know that you're under par in the first nine. Um, birdies, are, birdies are huge. It's like crazy how much different a round is when you just make like one or two birdies. It's such like a mental game changer at least for me out on a course well, i was actually gonna say thinking back on that that for me i think mentally all i was thinking about was not making bogeys mm. I, my goal on every hole was just to make a par so for all those birdies it was basically like i hit a good putt and it happened to go in but for almost every hole it was just like make a par make a par make a par and you know, I, I think even if I hadn't made those birdies, I, I think limiting your really bad holes, at least for me, just like getting consistency of being able to make par on every hole, like I feel like that is better. Because when you when you start chasing birdies, I don't know, I just feel like I don't make a lot of birdies. It's just like not reliable enough to bring down my score every round. Yeah. Well, it's actually, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but like the difference between a scratch golfer and like a, you know, nine handicap or even like a 15 handicap it's really not the amount of birdies like a scratch golfer might make one or two more per round it's really those pars that's where the huge difference is they just like par every hole scratch golfer and like us you know we we don't we make we make plenty of bogeys but yeah i think that that idea of just like focusing on making par and like getting through it and moving on to the next hole makes a lot of sense i think for me and i remember this in both of my my good rounds, my my career low and like the good round from last year at Gamble, it was actually like a particular shot that just felt really good early on in the round. Most recently at Gamble, it was just like a cut. And it was like, I'm going to hit every single shot 
with a left to right ball shape. I'm a righty. You know, so it was a cut off the tee. It was cut with an iron. It was even like a cut with a lob wedge. And it was kind of just grooving the particular swing path and just like sticking with it all day because I knew how to do it. And it was almost, it got to the point where if I, if it was like a, a, a particular shot where you needed to hit a draw, I would just, like, I wouldn't do it. Like, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right. So I just like hit a cut, you know, if the hole was like a dog leg right to left. Um, so for me, it was, you know, once you're kind of out there, basically stick to like what works like don't try to force anything don't try to you know hit driver over a tree just because like that's like the heroic shot it was like okay i'm hitting a fade i'm hitting it well i'm just gonna do it every single hole and when i play like that i usually play play pretty well i think it's the rounds where i'm like you know this particular hole requires a certain type of shot or like you know everyone else in the group is hitting driver here I should probably hit driver too. And I think a lot of it's just like playing your own game and playing what's working, which can be difficult, especially when you're with other people. But I've noticed my good rounds happen when I play uh, that type of way. Yeah. The, do you feel like Gamble Sands, like that is where it would have happened if you were going to pick a round where you're, where your PR, I guess PR for the, your adult life happened? Because going into that we had heard a lot of people saying like oh you know the course is like scorable and you know the architect had said like he he designed the course so that you'll have a good time so that you'll shoot your pr and have a good time or whatever so we were like okay you know how how easy could it be or you know it's probably like kind of hard you still have to be good but like you know and not taking anything away from your play because you played really well but like do you think mentally just the fact that i feel like a lot of the holes you could play a cut or a draw like not all of them but definitely a lot of them it was like the the way the the greens were like in these little you know bowls and stuff like that you could kind of you didn't have like you talked about the you know bunkers and whatever whatever obstacles or hazards are out there like you didn't have as much of that in like in like like it was easier to miss and still hit a good shot i don't know just mentally do you feel like that affected it i mean i think just playing an easier course overall helps for sure like i've definitely i definitely had some rounds afterwards where i shot like i think i had a couple 79s later in the year that were at more difficult courses that probably actually did more for the handicap than that gamble round did but it was just like a different score on the scorecard um but yeah i mean i think yeah, the course that you play is obviously like a huge component of it. And I think if you feel confident on the course you're playing, you talked about playing Presidio plenty of times. This was definitely the first time playing Gamble, but I think just after a few holes, you kind of got a sense of this is the type of course we're playing. Like it is open. There are big greens. Like we have good weather. Uh, you can hit the ball pretty far here because it rolls quite a bit. And I think just like getting comfortable early on with like, yeah, this is a course I can play, I can attack, I can score on. Like that was super helpful for the round and um yeah just helpful carrying it through all the way through so yes i think mentally when i'm like less intimidated by a golf course um that that definitely helps because like i think about on the flip side we went over to beth page and like after for a few holes i was like damn this is like a difficult course like there's a lot of trees there's a lot of bunkers like i don't feel like i have my best game today and i think that like made it worse because i kind of compounded these negative thoughts and then it just like went the other direction because I was like, 
you know, this course is really, really hard when, I mean, yes, it's obviously hard, but like I probably should have shot a lot better score. So I think that mental game in terms of, you know, approaching the, like approaching the course and like approaching the round and being confident in what you're doing is hugely, hugely important. Yeah. It's so mental. So what was your 73 like, if you can remember back that far? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't remember like shot by shot, but, um, I do remember it was a round where I went in with, you know, not a lot of expectations. Like it was kind of just, it was a practice round. It was with uh, high school teammates. I think my coach was actually in the group, which was pretty cool um, to put together a really good round in front of him. For me that day, it was kind of like yours. It was a ton of pars and it was a, a really good short game day. I remember getting up and down for par a lot. I remember making a ton of putts too. Like a lot of those like six to 10 footers where you need to, save them save pars to like continue a good round I, I was making those putts so i think it was definitely a good putting get putting day a good short game day outside of that like i don't remember anything and this was obviously a long time ago but i don't think i did anything exceptional like i didn't hit any heroic shots like i didn't make a ton of birdies it was just really really consistent play throughout the round combined with a good short game i think i had one or two birdies and then you get through 18 holes and you have a really good round um one other thing was like no penalty strokes and that's obviously been like a big thing for me is like losing the ball out of bounds on like one or two tee shots during a round so i could be playing well for 16 holes and then you just kind of ruin it on you know a couple swings so keeping the ball in play was also another big one but i mean yeah that was a while back so it's hard to remember exactly what happened that day but i do remember being pretty hot with the putter yeah well I think at the level we're at where we're like kind of shooting in the eighties and then we're trying to break 80 basically every round. It's kind of our like overhanging goal. I, I feel like that short game actually is huge because then you don't have to hit the green in regulation. You have like, basically you can get anywhere near the green and then you have a pretty good chance of getting up and down and you know just to be able to get just save your par and move on save your par and move on like i think the short game is a huge thing for breaking 80 oh yeah i think it's huge and like that's really the difference i feel like because yeah like most rounds we go out there we probably hit enough greens to play really well we hit enough greens to break 80 and it's yeah it's usually just the putter and the, the, the 60 degree wedge and like we're not getting up and down and we should probably be practicing that more often. <laughs> like I definitely go to the range and hit driver all the time. Cause I think my mistake is losing too many balls off the tee, which I mean, there's an argument to be made that that is the problem, but I probably don't practice short game enough. Cause like realistically, like if we were just incredible at getting up and down and every single round we got up and down majority of the time, we'd probably break it. Yeah, break 80 so many more times. Like, it'd be easy almost. Yeah, yeah. I, And it's a harder thing to do because it's more fun to, like, hit driver at the range than to just chip, you know, for, like, an hour, 30 minutes or whatever. Like, that's just not that fun to practice. But it really, like, if you sit down and practice it and just grind, it's so worth it on the course because your scores will just start dropping. Yeah, seriously. So for for your good rounds, like we've both talked about 
starting the round with very low expectations. You know, we're kind of out there front nine, just hitting the ball. And like, then we kind of realize we're having a good round by the back nine. Once you have that moment of realization that like, hey, like this might be a PR, like this might be a break 80 type of round. Does anything change for you? Like, do you get tight? Does your mindset mindset change? Are you hitting different types of shots? Did you change anything for that back nine at Presidio when you when you went low? You know, I don't think I did. I think, I think I'm just not consistent enough to, like, like hitting. I basically hit like every shot I wanted to hit in terms of like drivers and irons on the front nine. And my feeling was like, wow, like, like that, like, I don't know if I can continue that on the back nine. Like I'm probably going to hit a couple bad shots. And sure enough on the back nine, I did. So I was like, mentally, I feel like I was kind of scared. I probably tightened up a little bit. I was like, I know I'm going to lose a drive, you know, right or left. Like I know I'm going to miss a green at some point. I can't keep on just striking the ball this great. And sure enough, like I, I can remember a couple of like bad shots where it's just like, oh, that was just a wasted stroke. Yeah. I feel like in most of these good rounds, like you almost, yeah, you have a better front nine than you do back nine because you start feeling the nerves. You start feeling the pressure. Yeah. Like we definitely battle like, this imposters syndrome a little bit where it's like we're not comfortable being this good out of the golf course and so you like you doubt yourself like i shouldn't be doing this like i know a bogey's coming i know a double's coming and like i don't know if there's like a good way to overcome that but it happens you get scared out there (laughs) yeah i guess we just have to get better (laughs) did you feel that way at gamble because one of my one of my memories of that round was you closing strong with a birdie on 18 like and we knew where you were at eagle on 18 actually oh an eagle that's right you needed a birdie to break 80 and you made an eagle well what's interesting about that round is like very solid front nine i think i went out in three over or something like a 30 39 and then i start okay i i made the turn had my hot dog went to the back nine and i started having those thoughts that we were just talking about like i was you know, I was having a good round, but I got I got a bit nervous. I got a bit tight. I was like, I need to close this thing. I need to make pars. I just need to get through the back nine, basically. And I, I'm pretty sure I, I ran at like a three, four bogeys in a row, kind of like that middle of the back nine. And that was kind of falling apart. And I remember feeling just so pissed off after hole 17 um, or hole 16. I think I bogeyed 16, really pissed off, like, Hole 17, I think I made a long putt for par, which kind of kept me in it, but I was, like, not in a good mood. And heading on to the tee on 18, I was like, you know, yeah, if I don't birdie, I don't break 80. And after playing so well all day, it was, like, a headspace that was – it was not a good headspace. I ended up playing two incredible shots to get within, like, 15 feet for eagle and make that eagle on 18. But I went through all the things we were just talking about. Like, I was not comfortable on that back nine. I was not making the same swings I was on the front. I was definitely nervous. It was very much a let's just get this finished with <laughs> rather than like attack pins. And so it like it worked out. Like it turned out okay because I made a great shot on 18. But yeah, it was uh it wasn't like a smooth <laughs> wasn't a smooth finish. I definitely was battling some demons throughout that back nine. Do you think it's kind of part of the process where like you just have to put yourself in that situation to be having a good round? 
time and time again so that eventually you're used to it and you don't have those bad thoughts and then you can just continue play through that and finish out your good round i think it is i think like reps is huge just like playing more golf rounds getting comfortable under pressure because then those pressure moments once you do it so many times they don't become pressure moments anymore we joke about like the moment being too big well if you just like are in that moment all the time like it's no longer too big and so yeah i think it's it's like facing like you talk we talk about all the time with like pros right you're not going to win that first major like the first time you're like near the top of the leaderboard on a sunday you kind of have to go through losing you have to go through that pressure moment and like figure out what it's like and what your swing does during those tense situations so yeah i think it's the same way just like getting more at bats doing it more often playing a lot more golf and like yeah we've all just like we were playing so much more because of this podcast and like our scores are going down. And I think a lot of that is we're just, I mean, obviously we're getting better and focused on our swing, but we're, we're facing those moments where we're about to break 80 or about to break 75, about to go low more often. And so we're just more comfortable doing it. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think uh, it's just like getting to that right mental, mental headspace. Cause like you said, the mental game is just so huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man you can groove your swing as many times as you want on the range but if you don't have that mental like you're just not going to be able to put it together for 18 holes yeah so i feel like you know for all of our rounds here like some similar takeaways for sure it was like going with little expectations you're probably practicing you're probably playing a lot maybe you're focusing on like one individual thing not a ton of things you're not trying to get intimidated you're uh, trying to battle the demons of the back nine. I don't know. I, I feel like you me- we mentioned all these things that we need to do to play really well, and then it becomes like so many things. And like it, it's definitely so difficult to like architect a perfect round. And I, I know that's like kind of like the point of this episode. Like, could you possibly do it? Could you architect this like amazing round? And it is like very random, and like you just don't really know what you're always going to get out there on the golf course, but. Uh, I mean, I guess, do you think you would approach golf rounds any differently? Like even just having this like quick conversation about it. Like, I think if someone was like, Hey, I'll give you, you know, a hundred bucks. If you could go out and shoot your PR, like on whatever Saturday, I think the way I would set that up is I'd like hit the range every day, but make sure I practice short game and putting every day for like, you know, maybe 30 minutes or something. So at least I'm comfortable where I could get up and down. Like we talked about, you know, most of the time I would probably, I would try to play a course that I'm really familiar with. I'd try to play it sometime between now and Saturday so that I really am like comfortable in the greens, comfortable with all the shots on every hole and get myself you know eliminate that variable mentally where it's just kind of like unknown or a new course or if there's any any like thing that I'm unfamiliar with just getting that out so I feel comfortable and confident and then I think everything else has just got to be you just got you just got to trust it as long as you can yeah it's like trust it's a little bit of luck 
it's also kind of just going out there and yeah fighting all the other stuff fighting all the mental stuff fighting all the elements just like doing what you can do on that particular day i think is really important if you can't hit a draw just don't hit the draw hit the cut like do what you need to do that day but yeah i feel like i never i don't approach rounds like you just said all that often and maybe it's because like yeah we're not professionals right we're not doing this for a living we're kind of just going out there drinking beers and having a good time but i wonder if how much lower our handicaps could be if we potentially tried a lot of these things practice putting more often <laughs> practice our short game more often played the, the, the smarter shots didn't always go for the heroic shots did the little things like get up and down more often that like actually help your round rather than you know chase pins and bomb drivers all the time but then it like takes away a little bit from the game like is it less fun yeah it's kind of like both like if i if i was practicing my short game every day like maybe i'd get burned out maybe i would just like not want to play golf anymore <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely something to be said about over practicing like you, you get tired and like i know sometimes it's like okay i want to play a few rounds leading up to a big round so i'm like in the groove like i know what i'm doing i know how i'm hitting the ball but at least for me, maybe I'm just getting older. It's like, damn, my back's starting to get hurt. Like I'm tired, been walking too much, don't quite have it. Like sometimes my best rounds are actually, you know, like the first round of a golf trip. It's like not the third round just because I'm like, I'm fresh, mind's still there, not tired, good on sleep, and I can hit the ball really well. But yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm closer or further away from like knowing how to play a good round after this episode because I feel like there's so many so many variables and so many obstacles but it's at least like comforting i guess to hear that we're going through a lot of the same things in our good rounds like we did a lot of the same stuff and so maybe there's a few things we can take away from this <laughs> if someone was like zach tomorrow i want you to go out with me and play around at any course in the world but you have to break 80 what course would you pick oh man it would have to be a wide open golf course with like no water i mean honestly like i go back to gamble <laughs> that's a course <laughs> yeah. that's like a course that definitely uh feeds your ego a bit and helps you out and like funnels your golf ball to the right places like that's a scoring course for sure i was i almost said delmani but we've played there twice in the last few months and hasn't been the best didn't didn't come close to quite 80 either time but yeah, I think it would be a wide open course. I think a Lynx course, actually. Um, because the la the lack of trees, usually the lack of water, uh, ball runs quite a bit. Greens are bigger. And I think just hitting the ball in the green with your approach shots is huge. So, so yeah, probably a course like that. Yeah, it's just kind of like more forgiving for like golfers like us. For me, I honestly, like I was going to say Presidio because I'm – comfortable and i had my pr there but i might go gamble actually because presidio is actually kind of a hard course and you could if you miss in the wrong places like it can be kind of punishing you can lose balls gamble you know like you shot a 78 but i shot a 79 i also had a great round there and i might pick gamble it's just like it's it's such a nice course but it's, it's it's like forgiving so it's just like, yeah, it just like hugs you if you're not hitting it that well. It just like helps you get the ball <laughs> to the green. Yeah, you can get away with some shots out there for sure. 
Yeah, I need to start playing some more golf. I uh, took a few weeks off. I'm back, back from vacation. We're playing golf in a couple weeks. Got the Barstool Classic down in LA in about a month. Then we got Wico Pa in Arizona in like two months. So some good golf coming up. We'll talk about it on this pod. Yeah. But yeah, I'm ready to see that that paradigm when you bring it up here in a couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. Do you think in any of these rounds we can break 80? Oh, yeah. Any of these new golf courses? Yeah. So my last round, which was like three weeks ago, was actually down. I don't know if Aaron, uh, sorry, Frank and I told you. We played um, Bayonet. Yeah, you the, did tell me. Okay, yeah, the Sunday after. And outside of the first six holes, didn't really have it. Seventh hole, par three, hit a seven iron. Something felt right. Just like found it. I, I switched my swing path a tad to just like go like one swing pat, like one plane basically, like straight back, straight through. No, no funny like cut, no funny draw. Played that the rest of the round was just, it felt amazing just striping the ball with a driver hit every fairway the next uh 12 holes i think i was one over and it was like damn okay this feels great how do i do this again haven't played for three weeks so i don't think that helps (laughs) at all but like mentally i'm still there mentally i still remember what i was doing i'm gonna go to five iron tomorrow during the day try to find it again (laughs) but yeah I know it's there, and I think that's, like, the toughest part. It's, like, we know we can pull off these golf rounds, but we're just not always consistent. Like, that bayonet round, I think I was, like, 10 over par through six holes. That doesn't help. But it's just, like, there's moments of brilliance, like, moments of greatness, moments where we, like, are on it, can hit fairways, hit greens, make birdies, make lots of putts, and it's just about getting it done for 18 holes, and that's definitely the toughest part. But I'm feeling good. I think the course that we're playing in a couple weeks – home course down in like uh south of seattle a bit i think you're gonna like it it's got like a linksy style to it it's kind of open it's really nice they hold some of the uh like amateur championships up there up here at that course it'll be a good one and i think we can both i think we'll both flirt with 80 maybe under we'll see what we do okay okay excited for that super excited to get some seattle golf going again now that we're getting out of the winter months oh yeah well still a little bit cold up here but we'll see how it goes (laughs) it's just the wind and the rain that we don't want yeah yeah for sure Alrighty. well um thank you everyone for listening we have another episode next week about the masters big time tournament we have a really cool guest coming on so excited to share who that is next week and we'll see you next time